Field, and uh, this is the Psychology Report, and this is Dr. Alan Hedberg. Thank you for joining me, because today, I'd like to talk to the older people. I'd like to talk to those that have an older person in their life, your parent, a grandparent. Uh, it could be yourself, and your friends, and your associates, and people you work with. So, in a sense, this includes everybody. I would like to address my comments to the issue of aging. You know, today at my office, um, we had a little birthday party. We had a lunch for one of the gals that now has a birthday, and um, I know how old she is, I think. But I hugged her and put my hand around her and just said, look, at how old are you? Tell us, how old are you? You know that she would not reveal her age. You know, and that tells you kind of where we are with aging. People age, it's inevitable. People age, it's part of universal life. You know, people age, it's just part of the way that we live life and that we develop and proceed. But for some reason, we want to fool ourselves when we do not admit how old we are. We do not make it known. Actually, that should be something that we're proud of. The Bible talks greatly about aging and the honor that is given the aged individual. Throughout the Old Testament, aging was a point of honor. You also see this in many of the countries of the world. Aging is uh, looked upon with respect and with honor uh, in many, many, many countries. In Sweden, for instance, um, when you become 70 years of age, you throw your own birthday party. You invite your own friends, and you celebrate your birthday party. You do it at 80 also, and you do it at 90. You see, every 10 years is a very important hallmark step in a person's life. And it's the time that you celebrate by inviting your friends to your house and to your dinner and to your meal. And you have the party for yourself, if you will. Or you celebrate the party for your friends. And you let them come and be part of your life. You know, the brain is kind of where we are aged. It's really a brain process when we talk about aging. For some people, they're young, even though they're old. And for some people, they're old even though they're young. Because it's the brain. It's the culture. It's the way they grew up. It's the personality. It's the expectations they put upon themselves all through life. And the way that they have viewed themselves. It's their social perception, if you will. If you think of yourself as a vital, energetic, positive, outgoing, productive person, you will tend to see yourself on the younger side. If you view yourself as a person who's somewhat over the hill and unproductive and uh, it's all behind you now and there's very little in front of you and that there's not a lot that you have to offer the society, not a lot you have to offer your family, eh, you probably are old in your thinking, no matter how old you are physically. So there's that kind of mental age and physical age, kind of a psychological age and a physical age. If you think of the brain, the brain develops from age birth to age 25. Brain just goes through a whole series of fairly well programmed and worked out steps of development. We know what the brain is like in the womb. We know what the brain is like in the early stages of life. We know what the brain is like in the mid childhood years and the teenage years. The teenage years are very important. Its brain needs to be protected during those years because a lot of development takes place during the adolescent years. But it just keeps on developing. 
until we reach 25. And at that point in time, some it's 23, some it's 27, 26, but 25 is the kind of a rule of thumb. And at that point in time, the brain has ceased its development. It is now as developed as it's going to be. And it will function probably at best as it's going to be. So at 25, we reach this hallmark point in time. And then from there on, from 25 to 40, the brain levels off. It doesn't go up. It doesn't go down. It doesn't become more productive or less. It doesn't, be, doesn't develop more fully or less fully. From about 25 to 40, the brain pretty much remains the same, same level of functioning. But at age 40, there's some evidence to suggest that we get a little bump in our brain capability and functioning, a little bit sharper, a little bit more productive, a little bit more efficient. The brain functions just a little stronger at age 40 until age 50 or 60. And that's the time that the brain now begins its process of decline. And that will decline all the way until death. Now, the decline is very rapid for some people. They have dementia and Alzheimer's. The brain is very slow to decline for other people. They are the people who have just kind of normal process of letting the brain kind of dwindle in its functioning and its efficiency and its effectiveness. But they remain fairly functional for a long period of time. So for some, the brain has pretty much ended its process by the time that a person reached 70 or 80. And for other people, the brain is still functioning strongly and positively and effectively well into the 70s, 80s, into the 90s. And two days ago, I met a gentleman whom I've known for, oh, maybe 50 years, 40, 40 years. He came up to me and shook my hand. I haven't seen him now for about 10 years. And I recognized him. I knew who he was. His facial features and his body structure was just as I had always remembered it. And I said, greetings. And he says, you know, yesterday I turned 100. <laughs> I would never have guessed that. Now, I'm, obviously, he was an aged individual, but I would never have guessed that he turned 100. But you know, as I talked to him for about 10 minutes, his mind was sharp, his memory was on focus, his ability to understand conversation, to follow conversation, and to join in, and to add information and facts, and recall events from his past, and even tell me what he was doing here and currently. What we call recent memory was as sharp as attack. His mind was good. He was always a very bright man. He was always a very sharp man. He held a position of great responsibility. You know, and here he is 100 years of age, and his brain is still functioning like it did years and years ago. You see, so everybody's different. It's a very personal kind of a process that people go through in their aging. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own unique pattern. But you know, that pattern is shaped during childhood. The way that you end up your life, the, the way that your brain functions in the final 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 years of your life is strongly influenced by how that brain was processed and protected or injured or treated during childhood. A good diet generally results in a good process of aging. good exercise plan during young years of life generally re results in a good brain at the later years of life. If you've had brain injury or you've had uh, disease, brain disease of some kind, or there's been extreme trauma in your life, or things that have damaged your brain or hurt your brain or hurt your immune system, you're likely to have difficulty 
in the later years of life. Your brain will probably not function as well. You see, it's important as a child to take care of your brain. Don't fall and hit your head on the sidewalk. Don't play soccer without a helmet. Don't play football without a very positive, strong, protective garment and, hel and helmet. In other words, do all you can during childhood to protect your brain from assault and from hurt and injury. doesn't mean you have to sit on the bench. It doesn't mean you have to just walk around and do nothing. You need to protect your head so that if it does take a blow of some kind, it softens it by the helmet that you wear or the protective gear that you wear. The brain is an extremely important organ, and we need to honor it and protect it. Develop it well. Make sure you eat your vegetables and your uh, fruits, and you make sure that you eat your spinach and you eat your, and you eat your uh, food that is just good brain food. Berries and things like that. Salmon, a lot of fish and so on. Salmon is a good one. Broccoli is a good one. Those kind of things. Get that brain to develop well and function well. Well, that's why a lot of people, even in childhood, encourage the use of fish oil. Uh, omega, the omega-3s. Uh, just to make sure that that brain has its strength and has its uh, ability to develop fully. Has all the potential. And that will help in aging you know, as well. You know, when you think of the, of the issue of aging, there are some things that I think are very important for a person to uh, consider engaging in. They make sure it's part of the lifestyle of a person who's into the 50s, 60s, and 70 years of age so that they benefit from lifestyle. They benefit from experiences and exercises of various kinds so that as they age and grow older, they will remain young in their thinking and their abilities and their capabilities. Here are a couple of suggestions that I'd like to give people who are aging for yourself or for somebody that you know. Be socially connected. What is important here is that there is an ongoing social relationship that develops. Don't isolate. Don't withdraw. Because that just leads to less stimulation. Social connectedness leads to more stimulation. And the more stimulation you can bring to your brain, the better that brain's going to function. Number two, tell your stories of loss and grief as well as your stories of achievement and success. You know, we all like to talk about our achievements. We all like to talk about our successes. We all like to talk about things we've done well and been recognized for and we're proud of. Do that. Tell those stories. That's important to tell. It's also important to talk about and to tell stories of grief and loss that you've gone through. Maybe a, a loss through death or lost because somebody moved away, or because somebody just all of a sudden backed off from you and rejected you. What's the grief that you've experienced? Just talk about those things. Those are important to talk about. And get them out in the open. And kind of like open the floodgates of your heart so that there's a greater freedom as a result of your sharing your life. Number three, stay engaged in physical activities with other people. And be active yourself, such as walking or swimming or biking or doing a number of different kind of things that you can do for exercise. You see, what's important is that you do it with other people because that's a social event and there's more stimulation that comes that way. You exercise in a social setting, like in a gym, if you will, because there's other people there and that will it motivate you but also add another level of stimulation. But do the physical activities of walking, of jogging, of swimming, of biking, or whatever you can do to get that rhythmic movement and to get that body to expand itself and to develop and strengthen 
and give you greater balance and give you greater brain development, even in your older years. Okay, next point. Do, do something special with some people every week. Now, in other words, every week, do something that would be enjoyable, but that would be a little different. Add creativity to your life. Add stimulation to your life. But do it with other people. Add to your life some enrichment and some joy and some things that cause you to talk about and cause you to think about more and to just look forward to doing it again. Next, invite someone to come to see you regularly and spend time with them. Remember the book, Tuesday with Maury? The gentleman that came to visit Maury every Tuesday and just talked to him and reminisced and just enjoyed each other's company. That was an emotionally and intellectually satisfying experience for Maury. A true story. But it's also going to be true in your life, too. Arrange for somebody to come by. It could be the same person or it could be different people. But every week, make sure that somebody comes into your life with whom you have conversation, with whom you have memories that you can share and uh, develop maybe even a story or even kind of like you're going to write a book on something. But get excited about your life and how you've lived it and share it with somebody. Share your grief. Share your sorrows. Share your disappointments. Share your hope. Share your dreams. Just because you're 70 or 80 or 90 years old doesn't mean you don't dream anymore. Of course you have dreams for yourself. Of course you have dreams for your family. Of course you have dreams for your country. Let it be known. And then I say this. Read and study and keep informed and regularly learn something. Learn something new. You see, read. Expand your mind. Develop your mind. Study something. Become an expert on something. If you read, your, if you read on a particular topic for 15 minutes a day, you will become an expert on that topic by the end of the year. So enjoy reading, but also use it for, as a learning process, as a brain stimulation process. It opens the door for conversation, and that's good. It opens the door to meet other people, and that's good. It opens the door to invite people to come in and talk with you and share their life and share their stories with you, and that's good. And it leads to other knowledge and other interests and other curiosities. Those are all good. Then I say this. Learn a new skill. Develop a new interest or a new hobby. Join some kind of an interest group. It would be a Bible study group that you've not been in, but maybe you'd like to do that. If you have curiosity about the Bible, join a little study and study it. Maybe a book club where you would read great books and talk about those. Or maybe you'd like to pick up the, the, uh, the habit or the new habit, if you will, or a new hobby of piano playing or art. Or maybe you'd like to do wood carving. You know, or maybe there is some kind of an interest that you've always wanted to do, clamps, uh, stamp collecting, coin collecting, or whatever. It's not too late. Go do it. Participate in those kind of They always lead to stimulation. They always lead to involvement with other people. They always lead to learning and brain stimulation. And that's what you need as you grow older. There's a tendency to dull down your brain. We need to sharpen it up by the activities in which you engage in. And then lastly, I would say this. Include young people in your life. Young people bring vitality and they bring energy into your life. Utilize the contributions that young people can make in your life. That could be a grandchild. It could be a friend. It could be a neighbor. It could be somebody in the church. It could be somebody that you know as friends and they have a child and you'd like to maybe have them come by and visit with you. Make those kind of arrangements. But don't shy away from the youth 
Embrace the use. Bring them into your life. They bring some. They contribute to you. And whatever they can contribute, you're greater, you know, for it. And on the other hand, you probably have a lot to share with a youth. You probably have a lot to tell some kid and enrich his life and get him to start thinking futuristically. Get him to start thinking politically. Get him to think more religiously. Get him to think more educationally and, and stimulate and encourage and form a friendship and form a bond. Just because you're older doesn't mean that the young people of your community are out of the range. They're in your range. Grasp them, embrace them, and bring them into your lifestyle. You'll be greater, you know, for it. Spend your time making sure you get your sleep. You know, as you get older, you probably need to take a nap midday. One hour. One hour power nap during the day. You probably need that. But make sure you get your eight hours of sleep. You can do it on six, but make sure you get your eight. And then take a nap during the day. Don't worry about that. It's when you sleep three and four hours, that's not good. That's like depression sleeping. But a one-hour nap during the midday is a good thing for you and energize you, but it rests your brain so that your brain is more functional the rest of the day and throughout the day. So it's a brain thing. All these things are brain things. What you do for yourself, you're doing for your brain. When your brain is stronger, your brain is richer, your brain is stimulated, you will not only live longer, but you'll have a higher quality of life even in the waning years of your life. It's up to you. This has been... Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this has obviously been the Psychology Report. I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com. In there, I have a book on achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. There's a lot of things in there about aging, a lot of things in there about how you can help and how you can be a care provider for somebody and uh, how you can take care of yourself if you are a care provider and ways in which the brain develops, and the way that the brain can be strengthened and enriched and fed and nourished. So that's a good book. If you're looking at the issue of health and you're looking at the issue of your brain and obviously looking at the issue of aging all around you, and you're part of it. So that's a good book for you. Booksbyhedberg.com. So nice to be with you, and um, see you again. Bye for now.